Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am one of your hosts, Wes Easley, at Loafinit on Twitter. You can follow me over there. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. But the expert analysis, who we met on Twitter ourselves here, is Pierre. Pierre's on Twitter, at Wee 31 on Twitter. Make sure you follow him. Any questions, comments, or concerns about these lineups, you can ask him. Don't direct them to me, because I'll just, I, I don't, I'll direct you back to him, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Play Joe Flacco, that's what he'll direct you. <laughs> no, you can ask me anything you want to. And don't forget, you can leave a comment in the iTunes app, or however you listen to us on whatever platform it is, and we'll be happy to get back in touch with you there as well pierre now last week uh we're going to do this again this week i think pierre where we started a contest and we we filled it up i think pretty quick and then then i wasn't like okay i'm not going to push this anymore i think we ended up with 13 15 people or something like that Mm -hmm. and i i i I did something unique did you see my lineup i saw it at the bottom but i I didn't necessarily (laughs) look too closely (laughs) well i i i have fun with these things and especially whenever you start putting a little five dollar super expensive uh it could have been a happy meal for me treat on there which i don't mind at all five bucks is cool uh but but i have fun with this stuff and one of the things i did was i made an alabama lineup did you i can go back and look and check this out no i may i'm intrigued now you can try. I made an all Alabama lineup, and I think I put Hertz at the beginning yeah, of it. Hertz. I may have put Max. Yeah, uh, but Henry. then you know, yeah, that flopped. Rid- <laughs> Ridley flopped. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. one of those things. It Hertz looked Waddle did pretty well. You even had Damian Harris. Wow, that's pretty impressive. But I, 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 the only one I had to adopt was Dan Arnold, and that was completely horrendous. So I, <laughs> it was fun to go with my school, though. It was fun to that's go. That's awesome. Yeah, but we're going to do that again this week, so uh, please keep your eyes open for that And as uh, we have fun each and every Sunday and each and every week here on the DFS Streamer Podcast. Pierre, lots of things, lots of things to cover. We're going to try to keep this to an hour if we can. So let's start off with the quarterbacks first, and I'm just going to ask you, true or false? We like to go with three times the value here on the DFS Streamer Podcast. True or false? Kyler Murray at 8,200 will pay off that three times his value. I say it's true. Um, he looked like the, the Kyler of old uh, early last season uh, against Tennessee last week. A uh, real big game, you know, 289 through the through the air for four touchdowns, uh, rushed for one as well. So I, I say he's going to probably pay that off. And he's one of the he's the most expensive for a reason, I believe. All right. And Russell Wilson at 7,500, 27 DraftKings points last week. He plays Tennessee this week. Is he going to pay off? Uh, that's tough. I think he will as well. Um, these are both four, like 425 games, and I think that's where I'm going to be uh, throughout this slate is those late afternoon games. Uh, so I think I think Russ can get there as well. Okay. All right. I think so. You know, that's where Kyler Murray got his 35 points last week was against uh, that. And, and, you know, what Kyler is, he's just a younger version of Russell Wilson at this point, right? I mean, Russ used to remind us of Kyler, maybe not as fast, maybe not as quick, but I mean, it's, it's, he's, he's Russ 2.0. Yeah, to an extent, to an extent, I do think Murray's a little better on the, the ground uh, in regards to his rushing upside. Russ obviously had the beast mode. Uh, for a few years in Seattle, helping him that he could hand the ball off to with Murray, whereas Arizona didn't really have that that type of grinded out back. Uh, but new generation, you know, it's it's an air attack type of generation, a lot more passing, and I think Kyler fits that well. 
All right. What about Josh Allen at 7,200? Will he be able to hit three times his value? I do. I do. I was worried uh, with the, the Steelers because of their defense, but, you know, Allen's played really well uh, against the actual, you know, Dolphins here in the past. I think he's got, you know, four games of 33 points or more uh, against the Dolphins. Uh, coming off a of loss, you expect them to be fired up. Uh, so I do think he'll he'll have a success. I know look, last year at Miami, he had 37.48 points, uh, 417 yards and four touchdowns. So I expect that type of outcome where he's really fired up, the team's fired up to get in the win column. So I think he can get there also. Tom Brady against the Atlanta Falcons at 6,900. Will he be able to pay that off? Yeah, these next three guys are are probably going to be one of my quarterbacks. I, I really like Brady, Prescott, and Herbert. Okay. Uh, again, 425 games, uh, all 50-point or more totals. Uh, Brady torched uh, Atlanta twice last year, and I think he's going to do it again. So that's true. Dak Prescott is true at 6,800, and Justin yeah. Herbert is true at 6,700. Hey, there's still two more. In this little uh, in this little tier, I got or one more anyway. Uh, okay. J- Jalen Hurts at sixty five hundred. Will he be able to pay that value off or with three times his value against the San Francisco 49ers? I still think so. Um, you saw Goff, even if it was garbage time, you know he kind of got there late. Uh, I think Hurts can do the same again. He's another uh, quarterback with that rushing upside. Uh, good first start in Atlanta, but even if you look last year, you know against Washington. They had a really good defense at the end of the year. He got 17 and got pulled, you know, well, at third quarter or so for Nate Sutfield. Mm-hmm. So I do like his upside there. And I think the top of this quarterback uh, list when it comes to pricing is going to be where a lot of your plays are going to come from this week. Okay, in that tier right there, Pierre, because that's the top tier. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, there's, that's where we end up hanging out a lot, it feels like, uh, as the season goes on. I, I need two of your favorites. I need two. I, you said three. Already, yes. but I, I want two of those three. If I'm only playing two, it's going to be Brady and Herbert. Um, again, I love Brady uh, going up against the Falcons. Just got torched by Hertz. Uh, it's in Tampa Bay. They are, um, what, 12 and a half point favorites right now. Mm-hmm. But they're projected to score 31 and a half. We, we don't really know the, the backfield. It sounds like Ronald Jones is going to start this week. Uh, him, Fournette, Giovanni Bernard. You really don't know there, but you know Brady is a consistent. Uh, he's a constant for for Tampa. Got the weapons there with Godwin, Edwins, Brown, and you know the resurgence of Gronk. Uh, so I definitely want Brady there, and then I think I'm going to lean Herbert. Uh, I feel like uh, Zeke's going to have a little better of a game, be more in the game script for for Dallas this week than he was last week at Tampa. Uh, so I feel like Herbert's going to be more the one that that airs it out. I could be wrong there. Uh, but that's just the way I'm leaning. I'm, I'm liking Herbert, saving about a hundred bucks uh, again at home, uh, playing inside there for the the Los Angeles Chargers. So Brady and Herbert would be my two. So there's one guy that I know, I, and I know you. We've been doing this show now for almost, for a year and a half, or however long it's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one guy who's an odd man out, I believe, in your group. Mm-hmm. And I stopped it right there. 6,400 Matthew Stafford against the Indianapolis Colts. They had no problems against the Bears defense. Bear, Bears defense is not, uh, you know, anything to sleep on right now. And mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Colts last week got a little bit torched by Russell Wilson. What do you think about Matthew Stafford? I like Stafford as well. Uh, they really showed up against the the Bears. I felt like he kind of really fit into that offense that McVay's running. Him and Cooper Cup uh, were were definitely clicking. I know there's things that they're eating breakfast in the morning together, <laughs> stuff along those lines, but. Uh, the Colts defense looked pretty bad. We, we run mostly at cover two. 
uh, couldn't get a lot of pressure um, on Russell Wilson. And when you run that cover two, uh, you're really looking more, you know, over the middle of the field, trying to get behind the defense uh, because it's kind of like a prevent, uh, which is why I didn't feel like Metcalf really went off and it was more Lockett because he's more that slot guy running across the middle of the field, getting behind the safeties. I feel like Cup's probably that type. And I feel like Stafford can take advantage of that um, in Indianapolis if we continue to not get pressure. Xavier Rhodes is still out. He didn't practice today. So uh, it could be another big week for Stafford as well. Okay, I like I like Stafford. I just wanted to hear what she had to say. All right, look, <laughs> next group to me is is from sixty three hundred, which is Ryan Tannehill, all the way down to fifty nine hundred, which is Ben Roethlisberger. Let me let me right. just make sure everybody's paying attention, because Tannehill got seventeen DraftKings points last week. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger twelve DraftKings points, and Baker, who is in this group as well, had sixteen DK points in this group right here which also consists of Kirk Cousins at 6,200, Jameis Winston at 6,100, and Trevor Lawrence at 6K. Do you like any of these guys? I think I'm going for those in the the high totals again. So that'd be Tannehill at 6,300. Again, you're looking for a little around 18, 19. Uh, He got 17.18 against Arizona, and they only scored 13 points last week. Uh, If they can put up some more points uh, against the – excuse me, against the Seahawks. Uh, you looked at Wentz last week. He got around that 19 range himself. Uh, I feel like Tannehill can can get there. I feel like they'll have a better bounce back week as well after kind of being embarrassed at home. I do like Baker. Um, it's more the, the team total that kind of stands out. Uh, you're looking at the, the Browns right now. 30 and a half is their team total. Uh, so they're expected to, to really control this game, which could mean, you know, a lot of Chubb and a lot of Kareem Hunt late. Uh, but you got to expect with a 30 and a half point total that the, the quarterback's going to play a part of that as well. Um, it does sound like Odell Beckham's out again, so he, he will be down a receiver. Uh, but I do just like the, the team total uh, being on the Browns, being that high. You got to feel like uh, Baker's going to play a part of that. So Baker, uh, Tannehill, probably the, the two I lean. I think you got to consider Cousins as well. I know he's kind of erratic at times, but you know, looking at 51 point total there against the Cardinals. They kind of controlled Tannehill a bit, so uh, that's concerning. Uh, but he does have Thielen. He does have Jefferson. Uh, mm-hmm. So he has weapons at his disposal as well, Dalvin Cook to hand it off to. Uh, so those three are the ones I would consider. I'd probably rank them right now, uh, Tannehill, um, then probably Baker, and then Kirk. Okay. All right. Now, I, the next little tier here, the bottom but the bottom of the quarterback barrel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 5,800, Big Joe Burrow. So he's got to get to, what was that, 15, 16, 17 DraftKings points. Okay. All, all the way down to Derek Carr, who is at 5,300. I don't know that DraftKings had an opportunity to look at the stat line for Derek Carr beforehand, but they priced him at 5,300. I know it's the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Carr ended up with 28 DraftKings points. Teddy, who's in this group, ended up with 21. Mack had 15. Tyrod, 24. Tua was 17. Pierre, would you play uh, play any of these guys? They look so cheap to me, and some of those guys paid off so big last week. Yeah, I think the the price tag's enticing uh, if you're trying to save at quarterback. Um, I just worry, do they have the upside? Um, it's the question. I know we talked about you know Mac Jones last week and his really cheap you know price tag of like forty four hundred. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, he can get a sixteen, which is right around where he was. But does he have the upside of your Mahomes and Kylers that are getting you 30-plus? I think Burrow's uh, in pretty good shape. He looked pretty well. I was worried, you know, coming off the ACL, how he would look. Uh, He connected with his his old college teammate, Chase, who had drops. 
uh, in the preseason. He did not have drops no. in week one. <laughs> so uh, we, we saw the, the Bears, not to pick on your, your team there, but their defense uh, got kind of torched by, by Stafford. I know mm-hmm. Pagano's not there anymore. So I do think he can take advantage of Burrow. Uh, looking down a little further, you mentioned Teddy. Uh, I do like Teddy Two Gloves. Um, again, Jacksonville kind of looked in disarray. There were, you know, reports and rumors that, you know, maybe Urban Meyer would want to take the USC job. I think he <laughs> kind of defunct that, the the debunked those rumors today. But, you know, they're just – doesn't seem like the team's happy uh, with Urban from the rumors that I've seen and heard. So I, I think that Denver can go in there, uh, perhaps get another win themselves, and, you know, Teddy can kind of be a part of that. So I like them. Carr, I worry about. I know he had a, a big game against the Ravens, uh, targeted Waller, what, 19 times? Yeah. Uh, but Pittsburgh plays a different defense. So the Ravens are a big all-out blitz type of team where they're sending everybody. So it's easy to kind of, you know, throw the ball up to, you know, one-on-one coverage or across the field, hope your receiver gets there like they did in overtime to win it. Whereas, you know, the Steelers are only going to send you a couple people. They're going to send Watt. You know, they might send, you know, you know Devin Bush or so from the linebacker spot. Uh, they're more of a well-rounded, I feel like, defense where they don't all-out blitz. And I think they'll be able to take Waller away a little bit better than the Ravens will. So I don't think I'll I'll play Carr even at that cheaper price tag down there. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And I, I, lo- I like what you said because I really did like Teddy Bridgewater, too. I got a little star by him. What about Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod, a lot of people are, I, I don't want to say not buying into it. But man, they, they're not buying into it. You know, it was against the Jags is what they're saying. <laughs> and he's at 5,500. That only means he has to get up to that 15, 17 point range. It's against Cleveland, though. Cleveland's a good defense. They are. They are. They they played a really good first half uh, against the Chiefs and kind of held them in check. And it, it kind of took Mahomes being Mahomes late. Uh, it's kind of a revenge uh, spot. I know Tyrod has a lot of those <laughs> given his, his journeymanship around the NFL. But, you know, he's been in Cleveland before. Uh, again, he's a good price. He has a rushing upside. He went four for 40 on the ground uh, last week. I do feel the Browns uh, have a better defense than what he faced in Jacksonville, so it, it may be tougher. Maybe he wouldn't expect 23, but he could still three times value, I feel, just you know, depending on the game script. If they get behind, he's going to be forced to, to throw it a little bit more as well. So he's definitely in play. Uh, just, again, I don't know if he's going to have the upside against the Browns that you would want from a quarterback position. Okay. Are you ready to go over to the running backs? Uh, let's let's just touch on a, a couple more. So Really? You yeah. did one. I see. I wanted to set you up a little bit so you could say something. I, I, I can't believe you're going to say something about these last couple of guys. Yeah, there's a couple guys. For one, you, you got to watch your team. Um, I know you don't like to hear it, but they're going to have to go to Fields at, at some point uh, against the Rams. He, he looked pretty good in his limited action. I'm, I'm guessing they'll stick with, with Dalton, but there's the offensive coordinator came out today. He was saying he thinks Fields is ready. So just pay attention throughout this week. If, if Fields gets the call uh, against the Bengals, uh, you're definitely going to want to play Justin Fields. I, I think he's a – I felt he was the second-best quarterback coming out of the draft behind Lawrence. Wow. So hopefully he gets on the field. I had him ranked above Wilson myself. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. And I, I still like my guy in Indy. Uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, I know the Rams have a, a pretty solid defense, but I thought he controlled the ball pretty well. Uh, the offensive line didn't really hold up for him. Uh, so that's a concern because we have some guys out in practice. But again, you're looking at 5,200 uh, for Wentz. He got 19 last week. That's almost four times, you know, the salary. If you're looking for a salary saver, uh, they're still at home. I expect them to be better. I expect Frank Reich to adjust. So I think Carson Wentz is still in play also. 
Man, I'm staying away from Carson Wentz this week. It, it's that Los Angeles Ram defense that scares me. Maybe I'm still just watching the Bears game, but it's it's scary. And maybe I was watching Andy <laughs> Dalton, that quarterback, under the you know. But but he kind of scares me. All right, all right. Let's go over to the running backs room real quick here. Uh, Ninety nine hundred. We could still get CMC for under ten k, Pierre. It's, it seems like you, you shouldn't be able to after he gets thirty <laughs> touches, thirty touches and twenty eight DraftKings points. But true or false? CMC will get to ten, uh, three times his value, which is around 27, 28, 30 points. <sighs> I'm going to say false. I think he can. Obviously, he's CMC. He'll probably be 20 plus. I just know that New Orleans is a pretty good defense. They held, you know, the Packers and Aaron Jones in check last week. Um, McCaffrey's the safest play on the board. So a lot of folks can still play him. He might even be a tournament play because a lot of people probably won't play him seeing that, you know, red sixth uh, for his opponent rank and seeing that price tag. So false on him, probably getting the 30 that he needs. Uh, knowing my luck, he'll go for like 40 now, but I'll say he's more in that 20 to, to 24 range, which is okay. still good. It'll still probably be a top thing, but it's getting, it's tough to play him this week. Yeah. All right. So quickly, will he, or won't he Dalvin cook get to three times his value, 9,100. Won't. Alvin Kamara, 8,800. Won't. Derek Henry, 8,300. Won't. Wow. Nick Chubb, 7,800. He's 21, 24. I'm going to say won't. Won't. Okay. All right. That was it. That was it. That was down through that race. I, I'm surprised that you said that about Nick Chubb against the uh, Houston Texans. I, I, I see the game script going where Cleveland gets out to a lead and maybe yeah. doesn't ever look back and then just hands it off, hands it off, hands it off. It's possible. I mean, he needs 24. He he did that five times last year, so it's it's possible. But you, you got to remember Hunt's there as well. So if they get up big, why not just turn to Hunt, save Chubb, you know, a little bit themselves. So we'll see how that game script plays out. It's possible. I'm just going to lean no because it's kind of a two-headed backfield that they can go with uh, if they do get up big. Okay. Let's go for now from Eckler at 7,300 all the way down to my guy at Monty at 6,100. And I got a new game for us to play Uh-oh. because I, I yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, I, <laughs> I used to watch a lot of Mr. Rogers neighborhood growing up as a kid. And, and, you know, Mr. Rogers would always go over to the land of make believe. So tell me, Pierre, as we talk about this, is this real life or is this make believe? Are we going to be living in real life? And this is how their games are always going to go. Or was that just make believe last week? OK, OK. Austin Eckler. He got 11 DraftKings points. He's at, priced at 7300 so he's got to get way up there. He did not have a reception last week, Pierre. Mm-hmm. Was that real, or is that just make-believe? That was make-believe. Uh, he's going to get targets uh, eventually. Again, Washington football team, one of the, the better defenses, so that's that's make-believe. Expect Austin Hickler to, to be a part of the passing game for sure. And he will hit that uh, three times value this week? He's close. Um, okay. We'll say yeah. We'll lean yes. I, I like Eckler this week. Jonathan Taylor split split time last week with uh, Naheem Hines to some degree. I mean, they were both very effective out of the backfield. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, though, looked really, really good. He scored 17 DraftKings points last week, even had some targets back there. Uh, was this uh, real, though, or was it make-believe? I think it's real. Um, even more real when you look at the Coats offensive line issues. Uh, supposed to be one of the best offensive line going in. Uh, not the case. They might get Eric Fisher back this week. He did practice limited today. Uh, but I do think he'll be a part of the, the passing game a little bit more with him and Hines both. 
Uh, so I do think that's real. Last week, Joe Mixon had 33 touches, 28 DraftKings points. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that real or was that make-believe? It's real. It's real. Bernard's gone, and this is kind of Mixon's time to shine. Again, the, the Bengals have Burrow coming off the, the ACL injury. They they have to protect him. Part of that protection is running the ball. Uh, as long as Mixon's healthy, his feet stay healthy, I feel like he's going to get his opportunities. Uh, so I think it's real for him to continue to get these amount of attempts. And we need to play him this week against the Bears. Uh, 7K means you only got to get up to 21. If he's going to get volume like CMC got, we need to take advantage of it while we can. You do. You do. Uh, Miles Sanders. I looked at this Philadelphia team last week, and I, I rubbed my eyes, and I said, what, 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 this looks like a top-five offense. <laughs> is this real, or is this make-believe? I like Miles Sanders, but, I mean, the Eagles being a top-five is probably make-believe. They were playing the Falcons. Uh, bigger test going up against the 49ers. Uh, I think he's going to be involved. Again, it's going to help to have that running quarterback with him to, to kind of keep the defense honest. Again, he looked at, what, 19 touches uh, himself last week. 49ers are going to be uphill battle for him, but you look at the the backfield of Detroit, you know, Swift and, and Jamal Williams had a pretty good, you know, week when it came to the 49ers, so it's something to watch. He is questionable. Uh, looks like he's a little uh, nicked up with an ankle and some rest, so definitely pay attention to that. Okay. Uh, I, this next guy. <laughs> He's priced, oh, 64, he's priced at 6400 He's priced at $6,400. He had eight DraftKings points, though. James Robinson. What in the world? Car- got now touched by Carlos Hyde. Pierre, is that real or is that make-believe? I wish it was make-believe, but it seems to be real. Um, I had even quite a bit of lineups, too, so it definitely hurt me. But Urban Myers just, I don't know, I think that's part of the whole issue that you hear with the reports of the locker room because Carlos Hyde, Ohio State guy, Urban Meyer guy. We know he had Tim Tebow, who I personally love, you know, in camp as well. But he seems to to really favor his guy. So I wouldn't be shocked if Carlos Hyde continues to to get touches or or, or out touch James Robinson. They they pretty much split the the backfield last week, which was shocking, I think, to most of us. Yeah, can't play him until we see him actually get something over uh, ten DraftKings points at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, brutal. Uh, the you know this guy, yeah, Najee Harris, sixty three hundred this week. He had six DraftKings points last week. Pierre, was that real or make believe? Is that going to repeat that's, itself? That's make believe. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna start to break out um, again. Buffalo has a pretty good front line themselves. I think he'll have better uh, running room against the Raiders. I, I wouldn't expect his. So he played like a hundred percent of the snaps last week. He played every every snap. I'm not sure that'll that'll continue. Uh, but I, I do feel like, you know, he'll continue to get touches. Uh, he got 20, um, 19, let's see, he had 19 targets. Uh, he mm-hmm. actually had 17 touches. So I think that'll continue. He'll find some room, you know, they'll get better. They'll get improved. So it's definitely make believe he's a good player. Are you going to play him this week? 6,300. Would you? Yeah, he's on the list for sure. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> what three guys right here. This is wonderful. Uh, 6,200 this week. He had six DraftKings points against that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. But I looked, I mean, I, I heard all the news about Zeke, but was that real or make-believe last week? <laughs> it better be make-believe or there's going to be some unhappy people. They're going <laughs> to cut the Jerry Jones sweating up in the, the, the press box next. But I think it's make-believe again, tough game script uh, going against Tampa. A uh, really good front line there, uh, trying to basically 
uh, keep up with Brady um, and his uh, pass catches, which is tough. I expect him to be more involved. He's probably the, the cheapest you're going to see him in a while. Uh, so expect Zeke to, to definitely be a more part of the, the actual game plan. I know he came out and was talking about, you know, some of the, the things that he does aren't going to show up in the stats about blocking. And I don't think they pay, what, $90 million to block. So I expect him to get him more involved. All right. Hey, this next guy won't be in this tier much longer. All right. He won't be in this tier next week. David Montgomery is at 6,100, had 22 DraftKings points against the Los Angeles ramp. That guy is running like on a mission, man. I am trying to find and get him everywhere in redraft leagues or however I could do it. I think uh, David Montgomery is really good value this week against the Cincinnati Bengal defense. It doesn't uh, impress me at all. He looked great. And I've I've never really been big on Montgomery. I kind of rode him a little bit last year when he got hot, but he had a different burst uh, against the Rams. Like the way he was cutting and his burst was was definitely different. I feel personally than it was last year. So it it caught my attention. Uh, I'm definitely paying more attention to Montgomery. Good price tag. Uh, he's going to be involved. Uh, they'll probably try to take pressure off of Dalton just so he won't throw the ball. <laughs> so uh, I I do like Montgomery quite a bit. All right. Hey, let's just play yes or no. Give me a little bit of yes or no. Will Chris Carson hit three times his value at 6,100? Yes. Oh, boy, that was an enthusiastic yes. Uh, I love Carson this week. He's probably my favorite running back this week. Uh, Josh Jacobs at 6K? No. No. It, it, uh, th- like 30 yards rushing, Pierre. 30, two, two, two touchdowns bailed him out. Thirty. Uh, Miles Gaskins, 5,900. No, I like Gaskins, but not against Buffalo. Uh, Gordon, Gordon the third, uh, 5,900. No, good matchup against Jacksonville, but a big portion of his his rushing was that 70-yard touchdown last week, so I'm going to say no. Okay, Kareem Hunt at 5,800. Yeah, I think so. I think, again, we, we talked about the, the game script and the Browns getting up. I think he's going to be a part of that with Chubb, so he got 17 uh, against the Chiefs, which is right around where you're going to need him to be again, so I think, yes. Okay, Daryl Henderson Jr. at 5,700 against your Colts. No, I don't think so. I don't think he gets there. We did a pretty good job against Carson. I think we can kind of control him a bit. Raheem Mostart from the couch playing Madden. <laughs> Mike, they, That's Mike, another one that hurt me. I was like, are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> Mike, don't ever, put, don't ever get a San Francisco running back. Come on, Mike Davis at 5,500. No, we just we just saw Zeke not be able to do much against Tampa. I expect the same for for Mike Davis. All right, uh, and season long anyway. Don't don't get a San Francisco running back. That's my theory. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> he looked great last week though. I had him All everywhere. The fab went Elijah Mitchell, so you might see a lot of folks playing him because I I saw in season long a lot of people paying basically all their fabs uh, to pick him up. So we'll see how that plays out. All right, uh, in this next tier, it's fifty. It's, mm-hmm. It goes from Harris at fifty four hundred. Okay, uh, right there, right there at 5,400. Mm-hmm. I am appalled, appalled <laughs> at some of these prices on some of these guys, Pierre. Um, it was actually supposed to go up, but I'm going to I'm going to take this all the way down to let's let's take it all the way down to Elijah Mitchell. I am appalled by a couple of these guys prices. Who do you think are just criminally underpriced in here? Underpriced? Mm hmm. Uh, Leonard Fournette. OK, 50. 50- 100. Uh, again, I know they say Ronald Jones might start, so be careful there, but I still think he'll play a role. Again, they're favored by 13 themselves, so I think Fournette, uh, you're a Bama guy, so I'm going to say Damian Harris compared to these other guys is one that she feels underpriced also. He he fumbled there late, so you never know what Belichick's going to do 
uh, when it comes to that. But I think he's their best back uh, still um, going in New York, trying to protect Mac Jones. So Damian Harris, I feel, is also underpriced. There's another Bama guy, so maybe you're thinking uh, Ingram. I'm not sure that's going to continue in Houston, but, you know, he got a ton of carries, uh, 26 carries last week against Jacksonville. So perhaps you think Ingram's underpriced. I'm not sure there, but uh, those would probably be the ones I'd lean yeah, I, no, I don't think Mark Ingram is. I don't know how that game script's going to go in Cleveland. I do know that 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 uh, uh, point total though is like in the fifties, and I, I can't see that happening in that game, or it's close to the fifties. And I could just see both of those teams grinding it out, uh, just the entire games. Eli Eli Mitchell is, is the guy for me, uh, who I think is criminally underpriced as well. He's at five K. It depends on if he gets the carries or not, but it's just one of those guys that you got to throw in a couple of lineups. He's going to be chalk of the week, I think. Probably. You just, you don't really know what Shanahan, I mean, you can't trust him. You can't yeah. trust, like you said, the 49ers backfield. And it's not just because of injuries. It's just, you don't know what's going to take place. You think it's going to be Mostert and it's Mitchell. Now you think it's going to be Mitchell and it might be hasty. You just, you never know how it's going to play out. Perhaps Trey Sermon gets back involved. You know, here in six weeks, you're going to have Jeff Wilson Jr. back in the mix. So you just never know. So that's the only reason I'm kind of hesitant. Okay, I could see that. All right, uh, let's let's just alternate cheap options. If you have okay. any cheaper options down here, I'll let you go first. Can find some people with three times the value that are cheap options. So I really like uh, Chase Edmonds uh, this okay. week in Arizona. He's only forty nine hundred going up against the Minnesota team. I know he's splitting with Connor, but he's still got a, a quite a bit, you know, of touches. Even when they were up big, you know, he's considered their passing down guy, but. You look at 12 rushes, he's also got four targets, so 16 touches total, uh, 14.6. If he gets in the end zone, you're looking at like 20. Uh, so I do like Chase Edmonds, 4,900 would be my first guy there. Yeah, I, I, if he gets in the end zone and he has the potential to bust anything, he already had 14 DraftKings points like you talked about last week, and mm-hmm. that's going to pay off easy. I'll take one. I'll take your guy, Naheem Hines. At 4,700, I th- I like his value this week against the Rams. Uh, they're going to have to pass the ball a lot just to keep up with the the Los Angeles Rams, and that falls right into Naheem Hines' uh, sweet spot. He had 15 DraftKings points last week, and he's only at 4,700, so he's a cheap option for me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, next, I think it's going to depend on what you think Bruce Arians is really talking about, but Ronald Jones at 4,800. Uh, he fumbled early against Dallas and didn't see the field again. If he's truly starting and and he doesn't fumble early, uh, again, you're looking at the Falcons, 13-point favorites, 50-plus uh, total here. So I think Ronald Jones, if he actually gets the opportunity, uh, could be a sneaky play uh, with really good value there at 4,800. I like uh, Kenneth Gainwell as well. 4K, he had 12 DraftKings points last week, so he already paid that off once. And this game script, you never know. Miles Sanders could end up getting hurt, and so a lot of things go to Gainwell. Uh, If he's already paid it off last week, I think he could do it again this week against the San Francisco 49ers. They let up a ton of points to the Detroit Lions and running backs. That's true. A lot of talk that Boston Scott was number two. That doesn't seem to be a case. Seems to be Gainwell. I'm going to go at 4,400, uh, Javante Williams, uh, rookie. Uh, he actually split the carries with, with, with Melvin Gordon or snaps, I guess you could say. They they both played 50% of the snaps. It just so happened that Gordon was the one to break free when it came to those. But yep. now when you're looking at their price differences, I think you would you want to take the risk uh, on Javante Williams, 4,400, uh, going into Jacksonville. I think that's a pretty good price range if they continue to go 50-50 in the backfield. 
I agree with you. That was the last of my cheap ones. I almost wanted to say James Conner at 4,400 <laughs> because of how many touches he had last week. And he outtouched, I think, mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds. But they only resulted in five DraftKings points. So I was like, okay, well, that's that's what is going on there. I should have put him in the make-believe or reality thing, this segment. <laughs> and, and, you know, even where they get down there on the goal line, I think that'll end up being a Kyler Murray thing more so than a running back thing. So I'm going to stay away from James Conner. Yeah, it's tougher. He he again, forty nine, so almost fifty percent of the snaps, but it's tough. If he doesn't get in the end zone, it's gonna be hard for him to, to really pay off because he's not getting any of the passing volume right now. I would agree. Anybody else you saw down there, Pierre? No, not necessarily. Again, uh with the forty ers you you gotta be careful. So um one dart could be hasty if everyone's leaning Mitchell. You know, Jamichael Hasty, you know, he had a pretty good preseason. I uh, only saw a carry. Uh, but that Terry was a touchdown against Detroit. So, again, just a dart, but he's someone to consider at least. I could agree with you there, uh, but uh, yeah, that's it's it's tough to to spend any money on on San Francisco. All right, hey, let's go over to the tight ends real quick, Pierre. And as you uh, to play with your little computer to get over there, I'll remind everybody that they are listening to the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. That is Pierre, my good buddy, who is my DraftKings wizard, who likes to make winning lineups. You can find him on Twitter at Wee 31 on Twitter. You can find me at Loafin' It. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Please subscribe to the podcast. Slap those stars around wherever you're listening to it. Leave a review if you can as well. We always appreciate hearing from you. All right. In the tight end room, mm-hmm. Waller, a hundred. <laughs> and I keep saying this and I, I, it's because 19 targets might as well be 190 targets. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it was incredible. 20, almost 30 DraftKings points. He's at 7,600. I know they're going against Pittsburgh, but 7,600 means he's got to get to 21 points. But Pittsburgh is one of those defenses that can take something away it's going to be impossible to take Darren Waller away but will he be able to reach three times his value yes or no I don't think so I say no Uh, he's in that Kelsey price range he's talented but I do think the Steelers will take him away so I'm going to say no okay no just that easy all right so this next little tier right here Uh, okay uh well no let's play yes or no uh George Kittle 6400 no no okay oh wow all right I guess Philadelphia really I just I don't know if they'll have to throw the ball. Like 49ers are good. They're a really good team. They were blowing out the Lions. They just happened to come back late. Uh, I think they could do the same to, to Philly. They're they're really good on the ground. Debo Samuel, you know, had a huge game, so he can. I'm just gonna I'm gonna lean no for for now. Okay, Kyle Pitts who had eight targets last week, but he's playing on the Falcons. He's at 5200. No, um, I think he still just got to – he has to get his, his NFL footing under him. I do like Pitts long-term, uh, but I think he got to wait and see it. Uh, I know I say you want to get out in front of it. I'm just not sure that's against the, the Tampa Bay uh, defense. I know the, the, the Cowboys look good with their receivers, but at tight end, I'm not sure that's going to be the same thing. So I say you, you wait and see on Pitts. Okay. All right. I, could, I, I guess I can understand that. I do. I do. I understand. I get a wait and see. Well, Gronk. Can, do you believe in Gronk at 4,700 this week? I do. Gronk looked good. Um, I know he's had back problems in the in the past, but those seem to be behind him. You know, he got eight targets, caught all eight, you know, 90 yards, two touchdowns. He clearly has a connection with Brady from their New England days, uh, following him to Tampa. So I do like Gronk again, and I really like the whole Tampa offense, honestly. Oh, wow. Okay, I do too against the Atlanta Falcons. All right, let's play three for three, Pierre. Okay. Uh, you got you got to pick out three guys, three guys that I like in this next little tier from Dallas Goddard 
all the way down to my new friend, my new bestie, Cole Komet. All right, Cole Komet. <laughs> he, he sure did show out last week. I'm looking for people three times their value, uh, and I, pick, I picked out three of them. Who are they? And by the way, you get three strikes and you're out. Okay, well, I'll start with your bestie, Cole Komet. Yeah, I think so. That's only well. You got to. They're going to get Cincinnati. The Bengals off defense. We've talked about them before. So he has to only get up to that 10, 12 point mark, and he had nine point mm-hmm. two last week. So obviously he's being targeted by Dalton. Yeah, he got seven targets. I think Graham only got two. So seems like the changing of the guard has taken place. So makes sense with Cole Komet. All right, you got one. Uh, Noah Fant. Noah Fant. Boy, that's a good one right there. Uh, the, uh, the only thing I see wrong with that is he may end up being in Darren Waller territory before it's all said and done in this game, okay? I, I completely agree with you. 4,200 seems really cheap against that Jacksonville Jaguar. Idea. What, what Farrell Brown had that many points last week, so I think Noah Fant will be able to do that pretty easy. Oh, yeah. Eight targets, him and Teddy should, could connect. So I do like Fant. He's one of the best tight end values, I feel, on the slate. And the, the other one that I feel is that case will be my next guest. That's uh, Jared Cook. Oh, you are three for three. You picked my brain just perfectly. <laughs> hey, I was glad to see Jared Cook do that because I do have him in a lot of places. He went undrafted in a lot of draft rooms that I was in. And I was always like, okay, I'm not going to draft a tight end if Jared Cook's going to be out there in that high-powered Los Angeles Charger offense. And and sure enough, he paid off last week. I think it was eight targets that he received with 10 DraftKings points. I think he could get there again. He just has to find – if he found the end zone against the Dallas Cowboys, it's going to really pay off. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good to see the eight targets. I know he was a little inconsistent in New Orleans last year, but again, you're going up against Dallas. We just mentioned Gronk. He had eight for 90 and two touchdowns. So that's a trend uh, early on that you, you want to kind of follow. So Dallas struggled against the tight ends. Uh, you may want to try to follow that trend to see if that continues. And, and Jarrett Cook's in that spot this week. All right, Pierre. Uh, do you see anybody else in that tier from a Dallas Goddard all the way down to Cole Komet that you like in there that may be a little sleeper that I missed? Uh, the only other one I would add would be uh, Tyler Higby uh, there with the Rams. He he got six targets from, from Stafford. So, again, it's Stafford now, not Goff. Uh, Jared Everett's gone, uh, five for 68, again, against the Colts as well. Uh, the cover two defense, he's going to be able to take advantage of that middle of the field. So Higby would be the only one I would add there. Okay. All right. Now, Pierre, you know me. I like to play those quarter lineups. I like to play those 10, 10 cent lineups. And you mm-hmm. can probably ask my wife. I like to go out on cheap dates. Okay. Uh, so, so help me take out a cheap DK, a DraftKings state. All right. And, and there may be people that are out there that are too rich for my blood. So you can kind of tell me whether these are good, cheap DraftKings dates or whether or not they're too rich for my three times the blood. Okay. okay. All right. David and Joku. With 10 DraftKings points last week, going up up against the Houston Texans, he's at 3,600. Is he a cheap date? I don't think so. Uh, There's a lot of heads to be fed there. And, you know, he's got Hooper to worry about. He's got Bryant. So I'm going to say no uh, when it comes to Njoku. Okay, no on Njoku. What about Everett? Last week he had 10 DraftKings points. This this week he is priced at 3,600. Do you think he is a cheap date? No, I don't like him either. He only got two targets. Uh, one of those just happened to be a touchdown. Uh, Russell Wilson doesn't tend to really throw to the tight end as much since Jimmy Graham was gone, in my opinion. Uh, he's also got Disley. They paid about the same amount of snaps uh, with him and Disley, so I'm going to say no on Everett also. I think Gallup 
is going to look really nice on the sidelines, you know, standing there looking like a million <laughs> bucks. And so I'm trying to figure out who else is Dak Prescott going to throw to. And somebody that stuck out to me that he really liked throwing the ball to was Dalton Schultz. He's at 3,300. He had 10, uh, 10 draft Kings points last week. I, I, I'm looking that he might be able to replace that and be a really good cheap date, Pierre. Yeah, I do like Schultz. Um, six targets. I know a lot of folks thought that, you know, Jarwin was going to come right in and, and take over that tight end, but they're kind of playing them both. Um, Schultz is solid, so 3,300 gets you part of the, the highest over-under uh, on the slate. So I do like Schultz there for sure as a cheap date. Oh, I don't know if it's hearts in my eyes or if what it is, but whenever I saw James O'Shaughnessy's price here on DraftKings, <laughs> I said, I'm taking this guy to Crystal or White Castle, and I'm buying him a, a three-pack or something. $2,700 on DraftKings, and he had, what, 12 targets last week? Yeah, he had eight, and eight. it's it's definitely consideration because there's, there's a quarterback in Jacksonville now with, with Trevor Lawrence, so... He's got to have someone to throw it to. O'Shaughnessy seemed to be one of his favorite targets. Really cheap price at 2700 So, you know, take him to White Castle, get the get the onions, get the pickles, you know, get the get the double cheeseburger if you feel like spending a little bit. But I do like it. Uh, don't go crystals. They put mustard on there, ruin the whole thing. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, take uh, O'Shaughnessy. The last guy, and I don't know that I could fit him in any car that I have. Farrell Brown just look I mean he's he's a big dude man he's got a he had 11 DraftKings points last week he's at 2900 is he a cheap date or maybe is he too rich for our blood he's a cheap date but I don't think I'll play him uh I have to see it again uh, you're looking at Jacksonville that's a different ordeal uh when it came to that game script different game script here uh there are guys like Aikens and stuff still there in Houston so I'm gonna probably have to pass on Brown Okay. All right. Okay. Do you see anybody else though that you would like? I, I, if there is Pierre, I don't know that I'd want to go out on a date with any of the other ones at all. <laughs> it might be. 50. No, not really. That, that's probably that's probably it for tight end. All right. Let's jump over to the the defensive side of things because we usually like to look for cheap defenses, right? Just like we like mm-hmm. to look for uh, cheap dates in the tight end area. That that sound right at all. Uh, but when I look down here at the defenses, Pierre, I'm not sure that I saw any of those defenses that I like who weren't priced very high. It looked like to be a a, a high price room. Listen, I'm just going to throw them out there. Uh, Texans at Cleveland, 2K. No. Probably not. I mean, you never know. Probably not. The the Bucks at uh, the no. I'm sorry. The Falcons at the Bucks, 2100. Yeah, you don't want to touch that one. Minnesota at Arizona, 2100. No, I wouldn't touch that one either. Tennessee at Seattle, 22. Nope. Nope. That's what I mean. It's really, it's really, uh, <laughs> the Jets at New England, 22. Yeah, that's, the one. that's the one you touch really? right there. Uh, you got Robert Salah, his defense. They they did all right, you know, against uh, the Panthers and, you know, helped Christian McCaffrey out of the end zone. Uh, he still had a, a lot of points, but you, you look at the Jets, you know, being at home, going up against the the rookie and, and Mac Jones, you can maybe get him uh, to force, you know, a turnover or something along those lines. So I do think the Jets would be the, the cheap, cheapest defense I would go this week at 2,200. If I was going to go with a really contrarian pick, and it's probably uh, so you need to slap me, okay, is what, I, what, <laughs> with what I'm about to say. But, uh, but the Philadelphia Eagles against the San Francisco 49ers, 
This is going to be a home game for the Eagles. The Eagles looked really – I know it was Atlanta, but they looked really good. They looked like a final they, – they let off the gas at the beginning of the third quarter, Pierre. And and I I know San Francisco. I know they'd zig whenever they got somebody zagging. They could, they're going to get Philadelphia leaning one way, and then they're going to go the other way. I know. I know. But, I mean, it was Debo Samuel's show. That's what it was. <laughs> No, Philly's Philly's in play. You're you're right. And Garoppolo, you know, he can have bad games. We've seen it. He can fall apart for sure. Uh, they did lose, you know, they're they're running back and they're they're bringing in, you know, Mitchell Hasty now. Uh, sounds like Ajax having some sometimes, you know, even taking over and getting on the field himself. So uh, the Eagles are, are in play. Twenty four hundred again. It's not Matt Ryan, uh, but you, you still got a you got a chance, and that's all you need from a defense is a chance few sacks, you know, maybe a pick six. You know, the, the Steelers were one of the highest scoring last week because of a blocked punt that came back for a touchdown. So there's so much variance when it comes to defenses that it's actually okay to, to take a shot on some of these smaller defenses that seem awful because even though they might score a bunch of points, all you need is a, a few sacks and maybe a couple turnovers, and they're going to pay off that price tag. Well, that crowd is going to be hyped in Philadelphia. They they are going to be hyped in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that it's just one of those things where I say, and you know what else? I, I don't know San Francisco's situation, but let's let's think about this. Trey Sermon, a late mm-hmm. scratch. Brandon Ayuk wasn't even on the board. You know, I mean, he, he didn't even, it, something weird is going on there. And I, Jimmy G seems to be hanging on by a thread right now. And I don't know what that locker room is like, but I'm just getting this strange vibe from them. Uh, and and last week they almost lost it at the end to the Detroit Lions. I I don't know something weird's going on in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean they that's tough though because they put up 41 points. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they were in control, and I know Detroit came back, made it interesting. But when you look at how that game kind of went early on, uh, they were definitely manhandling even without those players that you mentioned in sermon and Ajax. so keep that in mind as well sometimes the the defense kind of gets lax and you know takes it easy and then it's hard to pick it back up if a team starts to come back so i, I wouldn't be too worried just yet i like to see how they start off against philly uh, but i expect the 49ers to be good i think they're a good football team they're healthy uh getting guys like bosa and stuff back as well so this is a good good test for for both teams i feel Yep. And if I was going to pay up for a defense, the one that jumps out to me the most and the mm-hmm. quickest are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 4,100. If I was like, okay, I got, I'm going to play it safe here. I got a good lineup and I need to get somebody who's going to get me that 10 or 12 points on the defensive side of things. I think Tampa Bay could sleepwalk and do that this week. Yeah, we saw what the, the Eagles did to the Falcons, as you stated. Uh, you expect Tampa to, to want to have a better showing on defense after the Cowboys put up a bunch of points. Uh, so I definitely think they're in play. I like the Browns at 3,500 against the Texans. I don't expect Tyrod to be as good. Uh, plus, Cleveland's at home, dog pound barking. I like them quite a bit. And I, I do like the Steelers again. Uh, if they can limit Josh Allen and, you know, do well there in Buffalo, I think they'll be able to, to take away the the one weapon <laughs> that the Raiders have uh, at home in, in front of those, you know, yellow towels, the terrible towels waving mm. in the air. So I like the Steelers at, at 3K also. All right, let's jump over to the wide receiver room, and I I am going to take you all the way down from the beginning here, from DeAndre Hopkins. I guess we're going to go up and not take you down to C.D. <laughs> Lamb. C.D. Lamb at sixty four hundred. All right, and mm-hmm. I'm just let's just play a little. Would you rather? Oh boy, right. 
Okay. Would you rather have CeeDee Lamb at 64 or Deontay Johnson at 6,400? CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb all day, all night. Okay, I like that. CeeDee Lamb or Chris Godwin at 6,600? CeeDee Lamb. Oh, my. The way you're saying that, Pierre. CeeDee mm-hmm. Lamb or Debo Samuel? CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper at, at, at the 6,400 and then Amari's at 68? CD Lamb. C.D. Lamb or A.J. Brown at 69? C.D. Lamb. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm going to try to get him off the board here. C.D. or Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen. So this is where it switches. I do like Keenan Allen. Okay. Keenan Allen or Adam Thielen? Keenan Allen. Yeah, Allen or Lockett? Keenan Allen. Uh, Allen or Jefferson at 7,400? Keenan Allen. Allen or Ridley at 75? Keenan Allen. Allen or Metcalf at 76? Keenan Allen. <laughs> Allen or Diggs at 77? Diggs. Okay, Diggs. All right, finally, against Miami. All That's right. right. All right. And uh, would you rather have Diggs or Hopkins this week? I think I'll stick with, with Diggs. Uh, I feel like, again, Buffalo is going to bounce back. He's had some good showings against Miami. Say you about 300. I like them both, but I, I'd probably go Diggs. Okay, what's your love and uh, about Keenan Allen? I just I love that game. Like that whole game, I feel like it's going to be the the game of the week. You look at his his relationship with Herbert. You know they've they've been clicking since last year when Herbert got the call. Uh, you look at his targets. You know he's got thirteen targets uh, last week himself. He's he's good for double digit targets as long as he stays healthy for the most part as well. You know, even going into last year, uh, after the, the injury with the with, with week 15, he had 11, 11, 10, 19, 11, 11, 13. So he's just a target monster there. Uh, the, the Cowboys secondary is pretty poor, uh, which we saw seeing Godwin and Gronk and Antonio Brown all go off last week. Uh, Keenan Allen's that guy uh, for the actual um, Chargers. So I, I just really like him. And I like the matchup, which is why I was all over Lamb. Uh, leading up to that point as well. All right. Hey, in the next tier, I got Jarvis Landry at 6,300, going mm-hmm. down to uh, 5,700 with Juju, okay? okay. And, and, and this is going to be a little opposite of what we usually play. I But I have three players that have no shot at getting to three times their value. No shot in this group. Can you tell me who I think those players are? And this is from Landry... Down to Juju. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start. Juju's at 5,700. I'm going to start with Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. He only had three targets last week, I think, Pierre. That mm-hmm. and, and that means he's got to get up to 17 DraftKings points. That New Orleans defense isn't terrible. I don't know. I don't know, though, if it was them or Aaron Rodgers. But I got to say that I, I, I guess it's New Orleans defense. So, yeah, I, I think it's Robbie Anderson. He wasn't targeted that much. He wasn't. Uh, he did get the touchdown against his former team that, that I caught last week. I knew that was going to happen. But, yeah, he's not getting the, the targets. And I do like the, the Saints secondary. They seem to be pretty good. I know Marshawn Lattimore uh, is banged up, so that's something to watch. Uh, but I don't think Robbie's going to get there at all. Okay. Give me another one. Uh, Juju. 
I think you're right, Juju. I don't I don't know when the last time you probably have it in front of you, but I don't know when the last time we could see Juju pay off a fifty seven hundred point uh, dollar value and against this Las Vegas Raider defense. I, I really think that Pittsburgh's gotta get that ground game going. And if they get out to an earlier lead with Deontay or Chase Claypool or even Najee here, I think they get, they're just gonna run and run and run the ball. And Juju right now, he's just regulated to, you know, think of doinks. That's all he's regulated to. Yeah, they, they don't really take many shots. I, I think Deontay's going to be the, the target leader again. Uh, but Juju's getting targets. You know, he got eight, you know, last week. Uh, he's going to get around that that six to ten range, I believe. What mm-hmm. he does with him is going to be what matters, I think, the most. Uh, you really need him to get in the end zone, I feel, uh, to, to kind of pay off that salary because Deontay's a target monster. But uh, it, it is the Raiders, so you, you never know how that's going to play. We didn't really get to see – uh, how their secondary holds up, because I, I don't personally feel Lamar Jackson's uh, the greatest passer. Uh, but, you know, Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins had some pretty solid games uh, against the, the Raiders last week as well. So it's possible he can get there. I just have to see it for. Yeah, I, I'd have to see it, too. And I don't know that I will. Give me one more. One more. <laughs> hmm. Julio. Julio is exactly right. I, I, I don't know. I, and really, Allen Robinson was in that group as well. There was three or four that I didn't think was going to be able to get there. I don't know that Allen Robinson will be able to. As nine DraftKings points last week. Yeah, what, he had three receptions or something like that? And he has Andy Dalton pass under the ball. I know the volume should be there, but I never see Allen Robinson get a lot of separation. He has to find the end zone. He's what he get like, like 30 targets last week and three catches up here with 30 yards, whatever it was. I know I exaggerated. <laughs> a little bit but still i gotta see him do it and julio i don't i just i just don't know well julio's gotta get some chemistry i still think well with Tannehill. Uh, obviously they had the issue where they held him out a bit for his own injuries and then Tannehill, you know had his own like COVID situation so i think they have to connect a little bit more uh, i feel like this is better for for alan robinson he saw a lot of jalen ramsey uh there against the rams so that's that's going to hinder a lot of your your top receivers uh, again, going up against Cincinnati, I feel like he's in a better better spot, better matchup. They're at home. Uh, still Dalton throwing to him, so you never know, but I think he'll be fine this week. Yeah, he's got to get to 18, 19 DraftKings points. That's just a lot of points to get to. All right, so tell me who you like in this group real quick. Uh, I like Cooper Cup, uh, 6K going up against the Colts. Mentioned it earlier, uh, just across the field type guy. Uh, has a good connection with Stafford, kind of plays that locket role uh, who the coach struggled with last week. So I do like Cup. Uh, I like both the, the Tampa guys, Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. I expect Mike Evans to be more involved uh, this game. He only got a couple targets uh, last game. Well, he got six, but he only caught three for 24. But Arians is a team guy. Brady's a team guy. So I expect them to, to try to get them involved. I think I do like Antonio Brown the most out of the, the Bucks receivers. I uh, feel like him just and Brady have a connection, uh, even if he's not playing as many snaps. So I like Brown as well. Uh, those would probably be the the three in this range I target the most. Okay, I I, I like what you said there. All right, so let's take it down from DJ Shark at mm-hmm. 5,600, and we'll go all the way down to uh, – let's go down to Christian Kirk at 5K, all right? Okay. And let's play Love, Like, or Hate. Love, like, or hate. That's all you got to do. You got to tell me either you love this guy, you like this guy, or you hate this guy. DJ okay. Shark had a million targets last week. He had a bunch. He had 12 targets. He ended up with 17, almost 18 DraftKings points. He's at 5,600. Do you love, like, or hate him? 
I like him just because of the, the targets. If he continues to get that amount of targets from Lawrence, he, you got to like him. Chase Claypool against the Las Vegas Raiders at 5,600. I, I, I hate Claypool from a fantasy <laughs> perspective. <laughs> I like him as a receiver, but not, not this week. Devontae Parker at 5,500 against the Buffalo Bill defense. I'm going to go hate what, what Parker's well. Uh, still not convinced on Tua. Really awkward to say you hate somebody, just so you know. But yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going with the punches here. <laughs> we want to say that. Dislike or what? Yeah, it's fine. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, no, I agree. When I heard, it, when I heard you say I, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> it's nothing personal please gentlemen please don't take we love you all we love you all thank yeah, you so I mean, much athletes tweeting that little old me talking about me hating them <laughs> well speaking of this guy wouldn't be able to find the twitter anyway brandon i 5500 he can't find the field is he gonna find his first draft king's point do you like him love him or hate him this week uh, i'm gonna have to dislike him i'm gonna have to hate him i gotta see him play first up until that's the case then i gotta hate him all right. Oh, how about love me or love love him not? How maybe they're better. There we that, go. Uh, we'll do Romeo and Juliet here. <laughs> T Higgins at fifty four hundred against the Bears. I like T Higgins. Uh, again, uh, you're going to look at you know Chase Boyd. They're going to take away some targets, but he's their biggest one, uh, biggest body. Uh, so I do like T Higgins. I dropped I dropped Boyd this week. I, I it was probably a little premature. I just needed some running backs, so I had to like. Stiffen up my running back room in my home league redraft. Uh, Devonta, Devonta Smith at 5,400 against the 49ers. I like Devonta as well. Good first showing. Mm-hmm. Thought he would be well. He was one of the guys I, I, I paired up with for Hertz. So I, I do like Devonta. He's a top guy uh, there in Philly for sure. Yeah, uh, Jalen's going to make that team really fantasy relevant. Corey Davis at 5,300. A huge week last week at 27 DraftKings mm-hmm. points, but now it's against New England. Yeah, he's another like. Uh, I think a better matchup, he'd probably be in the love category. But you know, since it is New England, I, I like their defense year in, year out. Uh, so I'll put him in the, the like category because him and Wilson seem to have a connection. Jerry Judy is out now for about five or six weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. And Cortland Sutton, Sutton may be that guy who takes over those that role a little bit. He's going against the Jacksonville Jaguars at 5,200, Pierre. Yeah, I think this is the week to to love Sutton. Uh, again, you said Judy's gone. He's got to be the he's got to be the guy that steps up here. Good matchup against Jacksonville. Hopefully, he's recovered. You know from that that ACL. You know you got Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. You know those guys are are, are decent, but Sutton's got to be that main go to. I, I feel like he can be. Again, really good matchup. So I'm going to love Sutton this week. Uh, let's take a, just a moment here, because I, I want to ask you a personal question, Pierre, as we do this love, like, or hate segment. Okay. okay. Uh, why? What What is Aguilar doing priced lower than Jacoby Myers? Aguilar was 40, is 4,800. He had what seemed like almost all the targets. He had 18 DraftKings points, and Jacoby Myers had 10 DraftKings points. What is he doing priced lower than Jacoby Myers? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I was more on Aguilar myself. They they signed him to the, the big contract as a free agent to bring him in. Uh, Myers did have more targets by two. So Myers had nine targets to, to Aguilar's seven. Uh, but I, I do think Aguilar's that, that top guy. I know he had drop issues in, in Philly quite a bit, but he seemed to fix that with the Raiders. Um, but a lot of folks have, have loved Jacoby Myers. And, you know, he's, he's talented, I guess, but he's not making the Aguilar money, I feel, for a reason. Uh, so I, I don't understand that that price discrepancy either. Okay, uh, Jamar Chase, love, like, or hate Jamar Chase this week in Chicago? 
I think you gotta love Chase. I mean, he's he showed up. He had the drop issue in the preseason, uh, but when the lights turned on, you know, real season five for a hundred and a touchdown. He obviously has a connection with Burrow from their LSU days. So I, I love Jamar Chase, especially at that five K price range. Yeah, he can do that again against Chicago this week. The Rams made dice that place up, uh, <laughs> dice the Bears up last week, and they can do it again. The, the Cincinnati can do it. Christian Kirk, last one on our live uh, love, like or hate. No, I don't, I don't like Kirk. I don't I don't think he's going to be able to keep that up. He got two touchdowns. I know he's got Kyler throwing in the ball, but he's very inconsistent. So I expect him to come back to earth. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, let's play this cheap DK date again uh, okay. this this time uh, throughout the rest of them. You get one, and then I get a cheap date, Pierre. All right? So you, I'll let you go first. Okay. Cheap date. So we're going anywhere below. Um, Chenault at 4,900. All right, let me go with – I'm going to go down to your, your guy, uh, Darnell Mooney. Uh, oh. I like him, 4200 I feel like it's a really good price range. Again, I worry that, that Dalton's the one throwing it to him, but, you know, seven targets going up against the, the Bengals secondary that gave up points to Thielen, uh, Jefferson, and, and, and the, the Vikings themselves, I think even Osborne. Uh, <laughs> I got some points there at Minnesota. So give me Mooney, 4,200. Okay, I can see that. I, I, I'll take Aguilar since we just talked about him. Uh, he had 18 DraftKings points. He's at 4,800. I really like that, especially with the matchup against the Jets. I understand they're a little bit tougher defense, but I, I still have to see it to believe it. Yep. Okay, give me uh, give me Emmanuel Sanders. Ooh. Uh, eight targets, uh, only 4K. I, I still feel like he's a talented individual. Uh, Buffalo is going to keep him involved. Again, I, I mentioned earlier, I expect to bounce back from Josh Allen. Uh, he's going to take some pressure off of, of Diggs eventually. So give me Emmanuel Sanders at 4K. Okay, you're way down there. Let me ask you about Will Fuller real quick at 4,800, his first week back in Miami. Uh, listen, Tua, Tua's looking to air that ball out, and I don't know that he had anybody to air the ball out to. Jalen Waddle is his underneath guy. He's going to be his mm-hmm. slant guy. I, I know that's going to end up happening, but Will Fuller is that deep threat. I know it's Buffalo's defense, but, man, it's going to be cool to see them stretch the field. I, I love Fuller if his hamstrings hold up. Uh, that seems to be his his problem, and you wonder if they will. I know he they did last year, but what part of that was the performance enhancing that he got busted with? Uh, I don't I don't like to. Uh, um, I just don't I don't I don't I don't know if he's good, <laughs> and it's tough to say. Cause I know he had the the pedigree, and he's coming off uh, the injury, the, you know, the serious injury that he had, and he's just he hasn't looked great to me. I I thought Fitzpatrick was the one that kind of led Miami last year and i'm just not on the two train so it's hard for me to get on the train with his receivers with him under center listen a lot of us say that about two i think we watch football and we go "Ooh, something's not right it's just something's mm-hmm. not right and, and i think the game is moving very fast the game has not slowed down for Tua yet at all it's just moving really fast and he looks sporadic out there at best i got another cheap date uh, marvin joe jr He's at 4,700. They're going to have to throw the ball to stay in this game a little bit after they're blown out, right? So I, I'm going to mm-hmm. take him at 4,700. Uh, he had 19 DraftKings points last week. I think I think he's a red zone threat. Yeah, he, he got nine targets as well. And again, those those Jaguars receivers have to be in play now that they got Trevor Lawrence. He threw the ball 50 plus times. Uh, when that's the case, you know, he's got to throw it to someone. So I, I think all those receivers there in Jacksonville are, are definitely in play for sure. All right, you get one. Tyler Boyd, um, I know you dropped him. I think it was a little premature. I, I feel like he's still a good, talented 
receiver. Uh, yes, there's going to be weeks where it might be Higgins, it might be Chase, uh, but it's going to be Boyd some weeks as well. Uh, 4,700, he's down 500 from where he was last week. Again, a lot of times, you know, when you have those top type of receivers, the, the quarterback tries to get you involved the next week if you didn't really play a part of it the week before. And I feel like that's going to be the case with Tyler Boyd. I like Tyler Boyd a lot. I just had I had to, I had to get uh, a couple of running backs in there, and he was the lowest man on my wide receiver totem pole. This is just what it was. Uh, I, how about Tim Patrick at 4,600? I like that matchup in Jacksonville. Somebody's going to have to replace Jerry Judy. I know it could be Sutton, but also uh, Teddy Bridgewater likes to zone in on some of the uh, some of the wide receivers that he has. He spreads the ball out a lot, but Tim mm-hmm. Patrick seemed to be one of his favorites at 14 DraftKings points last week. So I, I think he'll get that three times the value. Yeah, that touchdown helped because uh, he had four for 39, but that touchdown helped. Again, he's going to see, you know, more targets with no Judy. So I think Tim Patrick could definitely be in play for sure. Uh, I like the Coats. I just don't know which one. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> whoever Ramsey's not on is the guy I like uh, because Ramsey's going to take someone away. I expect him to be on Pittman. Uh, so I probably go back with Pascal, who I felt like Wentz showed he had a pretty good connection with. Caught both of his touchdowns uh, last week against Seattle. Uh, so it's going to be, I feel, either Pittman or Pascal. I'm not sure Campbell's going to be uh, there quite yet. He didn't seem to to have that connection with, with Wentz looking last year. Obviously, he has to have time to throw the ball. So I'm going to lean Pascal, and that's just expecting Ramsey to be on Pittman. Uh, Rondell Moore might be one for me. I'm not sure yet. I got to look into his eyes a little bit more before I <laughs> uh, take him out on a cheap DK date. But uh, he's at he's at 4K. He had 11 DraftKings points last week. If he would have found the end zone and he was targeted in there at least once, uh, I believe that he would have paid off that value. So I'm looking at Rondell Moore in a shoot him out game there in Minnesota. Yeah, he's talented. Uh, kid out of Purdue, uh, big freshman year, kind of hurt after that. But I do like Moore. Um, I think I go to to Jalen Rager. I, I kind of want to see what else he does. Really good, you know, opening act after his second year, after his first year and his second year. Uh, he, he got six targets, caught all six, 49, a touchdown. Uh, there's some attention that can be taken away now that Devontae Smith's in town. So uh, if the 49ers try to take away Smith, uh, that could open up the door for Rager. And I do like him in that price range with, with the way Hurts was playing last week. I like Van Jefferson as well. I know he didn't get a lot of targets, but mm-hmm. if he's going to be the guy that takes the top off the team, off the defense kind of a thing, and the Colts let that up a couple of different times last week uh, with Lockett, I, I, Van Jefferson might be that guy at 3,500. He had 16 DK points last week. Obviously, they're looking at him to do something in that uh, Los Angeles Rams offense. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Jefferson at Florida as well, so I'll be interested to see how him and Deshaun Jackson kind of split time, but I think Jefferson's definitely talented. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you have any others? Uh, there's some cheaper guys we can touch on. So I know we've been mentioning Denver. I do like KJ Hamler. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropped a, a 50 yard touchdown that he really should have caught. Uh, he actually kind of blamed himself for the the Judy injury because if he would have caught that touchdown, they'd have been off the field. Uh, Judy uh. wouldn't have got injured that series. So uh, he's he's asked uh, him and Teddy Bridgewater's lockers are now together. Uh, next to each other. Uh, Teddy's kind of taking him under his wing to be a mentor. Uh, so I like Hamler. Good guy at Penn State. You know, played really well. Uh, him at 3,800, I think, is really good. And then there's there's a couple other cheap guys if you want to get into those uh, that I think you're playable too. One's going to be uh, Wilson uh, in Dallas. I think it's Cedric mm-hmm. Wilson uh, down at 3,100. Again, Michael Gallup's going to be out. So Wilson should be on the field. Uh, tie, tied for the highest over-under right now. So expect him to, to kind of pop off at 30. 30- 
3,100 in Cleveland. You, know, you have the, the situation where Beckham's out again. So Anthony Schwartz uh, kind of stepped into that role last week against Kansas City. Uh, only had five targets, but, you know, three for 69. Looking at 3,300 against the Texans, we, we feel like they're going to blow out. I think you can look at Schwartz as well for, for 3300 there. You will be proud of me because I had both of those guys there written you go. down as well. The other guy who, who might be a real big sleeper, but if this game turns out to be a blowout, which it may be, is Chester Rogers. He kind of uh, showed himself a little bit in Tennessee last week. He's 3200 10 DraftKings points last week. You don't have to get a whole lot whenever you're at 3200 and who knows, he may have a little garbage time as uh, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are standing on the sideline watching from the from there and the, the the backup quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, whoever that is at this point, <laughs> could be throwing a <laughs> touchdown pass to Chester Rogers. That's a cheap, you know, that's a real cheap dart throw. I, I ain't gonna play yeah, him. I'm not, I'm not believing it. I hope okay. it's fine. He, he's a former coach, and I, I've seen him, so I'm okay. gonna not believe it. But hopefully, hopefully, he does well. He's a good person. All right, build me a lineup, Pierre. Lineup time. So I've kind of hinted at the game I I really really like. Uh, which is going to be that Dallas and Chargers game, 55 uh, over under right now. So quarterback, give me Justin Herbert, 6,700. Like him against Dallas. Going to pair him with Keenan Allen. Got me. Who I, I spoke of with the receivers. Uh, I like to double stack. I, I feel like that's the the best bang for your buck in tournaments uh, to to double stack, which means get someone else. So I'm going to go to tight end uh, and play Jared Cook, who got eight targets last week. Uh, 3,900. So Herbert Allen, uh, Jared Cook there. Going to bring it back with who? C.D. Lamb. Give me C.D. Lamb uh, there at 6,400 to, to bring it back in that game. Uh, let's go to running backs. I mentioned he's probably my, my favorite running back play on the slate with uh, the value. Uh, another high total of 54. That's going to be Chris Carson at 6,100. So give me Carson there in Seattle. Uh, look good against the Coats. Uh, obviously, they didn't need to really use him because they got up big against us. Expect this game to be a little closer. Give me Carson there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a running back, uh, receiver, flex, and defense left. Uh, I mentioned I want some of those bucks, um, or at least one. So give me Antonio Brown at, at 6K. Kind of torn between him and, and Mike Evans, but Antonio Brown had some big games against the Falcons last year as well. Uh, good connection with Brady, so give me him at 6K. Leaves me 46-33. Um, give me Cooper Cup against the Colts. Uh, we'll Ooh. see if we can maybe not address uh, what happened there uh, with the Lockett situation. He got 10 targets from Stafford. They seem to really like each other. Uh, so give me Cup. Leaves me 3,900. Uh, running back, let's go to the Arizona. Uh, that's another big total at 51. Uh, they're three-and-a-half point favors. Give me, uh, give me Edmonds at 4,900. Uh, there with Chase Edmonds. So 4,900 going up against Minnesota. Uh, again, he only needs about 15 or so, which he got 14.6 without a touchdown last week. Uh, leaves me 3K, and I'm going Steelers, who I also liked uh, against the Raiders. I don't feel like they'll be able to get it to Waller. I feel like the Steelers defense still one of the tops in the league, so that gives me Herbert, Chris Carson, Chase Edmonds, Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, Cooper Cup, Jarrett Cook, C.D. Lamb, and the Steelers defense. Wow, I I like I like how you built that lineup. That that's not a bad lineup at all, Pierre. I built one myself, and let me he- ask you if you could find any errors in my lineup as soon as I mash the right buttons to find my lineup, <laughs> Pierre. Because I just found yours again, and I was just on it. Now oh, here we go. All right, so I ended up with Teddy Bridgewater in the quarterback position, okay? okay. And I pa- I paired him up with Tim Patrick and Noah Fant. 
All right, both of them okay. at 46 and 4,200. So I kind of went cheaper there on the quarterback, I think, in that combination than maybe you did. I, I don't remember it exactly. Yeah, but then I, I I love the Nick Chubb. I, I was able to slam him then into the, uh, Houston, uh, the, the Houston game with Cleveland. I just think they're going to run that ball all day. He could find the end zone two more times, and I think he's going to get to that uh, value that I need him to get to. Uh, David mm-hmm. Montgomery at 6,100. That may be a personal favorite of mine, but I really like it. <laughs> You said you hated Christian Kirk. I think that this is a great matchup against Minnesota, and maybe he has the eye of Kyler Murray. Uh, so I put in Christian Kirk there. I put in Aguilar. I put in Hopkins as well because I really like that Arizona team this week against Minnesota. They seem to pass the ball a lot. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns Kyler Murray did last yeah. week. And and then I put in the uh, Bucks DST. I think that they could get really hot this game against that Atlanta Falcons defense. I, I, I see some errors after I've done this thing with you, so maybe I'll rebuild that one up a little bit. But uh, anything glaring at you that I may have messed up on? Not necessarily messed up. The, the one thing that I, I tend to, to recommend is if you're going to stack uh, a team, so if you're going to take a quarterback and two other pass catchers, yeah. you tend to want to run it back with someone on the opposite team. And the reason you do that is that you hope the game stays, you know, close or is a shootout. Uh, so that way there's someone on the other side that's keeping that competitive. If it yeah, gets blown I, out, then you're you're kind of you know out of luck, I guess you could say. It's not required. Uh, just from a correlation standpoint, from a tournament standpoint, uh, the lineups with a bring back uh, tend to, to just win more often than those that don't bring back. Really? Uh, I didn't know it was more often, but and I did. And but then I went, oh, man, that's the Denver Bronco defense that really, I don't, you know, outside of Sterling Shepard. And I started looking for Sterling Shepard on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I was going, is that Shark? Is that Jones? Is that Chenault? And I went, I don't <laughs> think it's any of them. So I, I was tough to I was tough to do that. I wanted to put Marvin Jones in there, but I, I ended up uh, getting scared off. But, I mean, it would be the case. You would, you would want to have a, a Jaguars receiver you even just look back at, at week one, so take the Thursday night game. You know, you could have had, you know, Dak, Cooper, and Lamb brought it back with Brown or Godwin uh, or Gronk um, and kind of vice versa. That's kind of how that plays out uh, with, uh, with the Seahawks. You could have went, you know, Russell Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf, uh, brought it back with Lockett Pascal. So there, there tends to always just be someone uh, that you, you want to bring it back on. The Bengals game, you know, that was a, a pretty popular one where you could have Burrow – Chase and Higgins, then you bring it back with either Thielen or or, or Osborne or Jefferson. Even with that Cardinals game, I know uh, Kyler was pretty popular. So you got Kyler, Hopkins, and Kirk, but you also could have brought it back with a, a AJ Brown, you know, type of situation. So that's just what you tend to want to look for uh, if you're stacking a team. You want that game to go off. You want it to correlate, and it's an easy way of of kind of playing one game and not having to worry about you know picking folks off of different teams because that one game goes well, then your, your team's probably going to do well. I ran it back with James O'Shaughnessy in the flex spot, which allowed me to put DeAndre Hopkins in the wide receiver and Keenan Allen, your guy in the other wide receiver spot, Pierre, I am saving that go. lineup and I'm winning some money. All right. There you hey. go. <laughs> Good job, Pierre. Thank you for uh, teaching me a couple of more lessons about DraftKings. And also, uh, people can always learn that on DFS Streamer Podcast that we're on. Make sure you follow Pierre at on Twitter. If you have any questions about your lineups, you can shoot them over to him there. He, you can tell he's a good teacher. At 
Pee 31 <laughs> on Twitter. At Pee 31 on Twitter. Make sure you follow me as well at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Please subscribe to the show on whatever listening platform you're listening to it on. Slap those stars around. Leave a review if you can. Uh, but more than anything else, everybody, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. Thank you.